Hey, podcast listeners. Welcome to Reviving Her with Jackie Crawley. Here at Reviving Her, we pride ourselves on coming together as the body of Christ to receive encouragement from our Heavenly Father, to reignite the holy fire within us, and to advance His kingdom on earth. Today on Reviving Her, we're talking about surrendering our imposter syndrome. Our core verse for this topic is 2 Samuel 22:33. God is my strong refuge. He makes my way perfect. And that is out of the HCSB. So Jackie, for people who don't know, what is imposter syndrome? So from my understanding, um, imposter syndrome is when we doubt our abilities and that causes us to feel like a fraud or a fake or unqualified. That's good. I mean, it's horrible, but it's good. Yeah. Um, As you were preparing for this, you know, I have to think about like, when have I experienced this? You know what I mean? Like when do, yeah. or let's, let's be so super clear. When do I experience this? Because it <laughs> yeah. doesn't, it's not like it goes away. I know it's one, it's, it's something that a lot of times um, in particular, I think everybody can experience it, but in particular mm-hmm. uh, high achievers have yeah. a tendency, um, have a tendency to experience it. And so I was thinking about, I, I actually went back to high school. Mm journey with me back to high school when (laughs) which is actually something that if I'm gonna have like a bad dream a lot of times it's like I can't find my way around a new school or I can't it's so weird um but when I was in high school (laughs) my senior pictures um there was this one picture where I'm like standing by a tree and I'm kind of looking down and one of my best friends looks at the picture when I got it back and he goes yeah you know what that picture looks like I was like, no, what does it look like? It's one of my favorites. I really like it though. And he says, it looks like we're in class and you have just said something that you think is stupid. He's like, not something that everybody thinks is stupid or that I think, but but that I thought was stupid, right? Like, because that was the thing I was, I, you know, it was my third high school and I really struggled in middle school with a lot of things. And then once I got to high school, my grades, you know, improved and I had three different high schools. So I find myself in this third high school, my senior year, I'm in AP classes. I'm all advanced national honor society. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like over you know, overachievers of the world unite. And I, felt so much like I didn't belong there Mm. and understand that most of the people. So when you are in a school, right? Like most of the people that have come up and are in the AP classes like that, most of them have a lot of times come up together, right? Right. Everybody knows who the smart kids are and they're like, it's accepted and everybody knows each other. And this was only my second, my senior year was my second year at this high school. So this is my junior year. I kind of got to know people and, and, and everything else. My senior year, like I'm still the new girl, you know, um, in a lot of ways. And 
And I felt like I just, I'm like, I don't belong here in these classes. And it, there's always this feeling of like, somebody's gonna find out. Yeah. Somebody's going Good. to look at me and go, why are you here? Like, what are you even doing here? You're not smart enough to keep up with us. We are the smart kids and you're just this like, I don't know, person. Yeah. So, you know, and then if you go back to even just a couple years ago, um, I went with, uh, Sion, Pastor Sion at the time, um, and Tara Lynn up to the Azer Collective up in Minnesota, um, that Joe Saxon and Seth Saxton and Seth Williams were doing. And I, you know, it's this group of Christian women leaders. Yeah. And some of these women are like CEOs and they're starting ministries and I don't know, all these people, right? You know what I mean? Right. right. Like, well, what do I lead in? Um, I'm totally a mom of seven. So, I mean, there's that. And I yeah. used to lead some, but I've been having kids for a while. Cause this is a couple years ago. So I have like a one year old, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I've been having kids for a decent amount of time and I don't have time. And I mean, I volunteer, um, we're the prayer leaders, but I felt so out of place. Like, what do you do? I, I blog some, nobody really reads it, but it's cool. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're in with all these other women and I was just like, oh, it was just this, like, I, I hated, like, what, it, where do you lead? Oh yeah. Uh, and once again, just like in high school, right. I find myself in this place where I'm like, I just don't belong here. Why am I even here, God? Because I don't know why why I'm even here. Um, but I think for me, when I look when I look back at high school and when I look back at a couple of years ago and all the things, when I look back at me experiencing that imposter syndrome, I have it has a tendency to be because of two things for me. Yeah. The first is comparison. Um, and I was looking, I was thinking about this and I, and I kind of looked it up and there's a verse that says, we don't dare classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves, but in me, um, sorry, I can't read, but in measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves to themselves, they lack understanding. Wow. And when I read that. I was like, yeah, we, when we compare ourselves yeah. to other people, we're missing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're just missing it because in, in that was, by the way, that was second Corinthians 10, 12, but, but in Ephesians 2, 10, it says we are his creation or some, some, um, versions say his masterpiece. That's his, his poema, his divine poetry, right? Um, we are his creation created in Christ Jesus, created already in Christ Jesus through Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time. He already prepared them so that we would walk in them. We have to walk in our own calling. Come on. Nobody else can do that. And it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing or what they're the CEO of or, you know, how long they've been doing what they're doing or whatever. If God has called me to a work, then I have to walk in that work and not look at what other people are doing, which kind of leads me to my second thing, because I said there are two things really that I feel like it's comparison yeah. and focus on self. 
Mm. So like you said, you like when you said that core verse, um, I mean, I read it, but you're the one that came up with it. God is my strong refuge. He makes my way perfect. It's God who makes our way. It's not us. And, uh, and I was thinking about when I focus on myself, I have a tendency to see what I can do, what I'm prepared for, what I'm smart enough for, what, when I look at all that stuff, that's what I see. Yeah. Um, and in that, I thought of the story of Gideon. Mm. So Gideon in Judges 6. I just love this story so much because it's just, I feel like it's so me. Because, you know, Gideon, I mean, the Lord goes to talk to Gideon while he's like on the threshing floor. He like hides, he's, he's scared. Um, he's, he says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. In verse, uh, in chapter six of Judges, verse 12, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And like Gideon is like, I don't know who you're talking to. It's not me, but listen, God. <laughs> Listen, why are you know, like why are we so oppressed? Like, what is going on with us? And and the Lord kind of ignores them back. He's like, yeah, I'm not, you know, hey, yeah, go in the strength you have and deliver Israel from the power of Midian. Am I not sending you? Like, hey, yeah, you're right. Y'all are in a bind. I'm sending you. And he's like, whoa, whoa, Gideon, Gideon, like just like Moses. When God gives Moses his purpose, Gideon goes, excuse me, you don't know who I am. Like God doesn't know who we are. You yeah. don't know who I am. My family is the weakest in Manasseh. And I don't know, like Manasseh isn't exactly one of the tribes that we hear a ton about. You know what I mean? There's right. like Judah and the Levites. And so I'm like the weakest in the tribe of Manasseh, not the strongest tribe anyway. And I am the youngest in my father's house. Like, what, what are you even talking about? I'm not a mighty yeah. warrior. I'm not saving anybody. And I'm here hiding in the threshing floor. Like, yeah. I don't belong being called a mighty warrior. Mm. I can't do that. Mm. And then the Lord says, but I will be with you. Yeah. And then he goes, the Lord goes on and gives him more instructions. But I will be with you. It is not about us. The Bible is not about us. It is God's story. Now, because God is good and loving and all of that, it does have to do with his love for us and it does have to do with his, but in all re reality, he is the central character in this book. Yeah. And if we're someplace that he's called us to, then it's about him and his provision and it's about him and okay. his strength and it's about him. So whether it's in an AP class or whether it's at a group of Christian leaders or whether it's here doing this podcast or whether it's, you know, I'm now walking forward with Josiah in missionary work, you know, Come on. um, it is, it's because he called me yeah. and it's because of him. So if I take my eyes off myself and stop comparing myself with other people too, and keep my eyes straight up to God, that is when I can get rid of that imposter syndrome, I feel like. So mm -hmm. that's that's really what God laid on my heart, I feel like, for this. That is so good. I absolutely um, love your perspective. One thing that I, I couldn't help but to think after when I was hearing you was when you shared um, the comparison scripture and you... And the way you broke it down just kind of made me think about how the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, 
they all have their own purpose, right? Yes. They all have their own calling and they all had their own um, part in the story of bringing redemption back to humanity. Yes. They didn't compare with one another, but instead they worked together. The father couldn't do it without the son and the son couldn't, can't still do it without the Holy Spirit, right? Like they all intertwine. Like, it's like the father sent the, the son to do the work. Right. And then when the son did his work, that is when the Holy Spirit was able to descend onto the earth. Yes. And continuing to spreading the good news and continuing um, to fulfill the good news that was once spoken over, over this earth before it even was created. And if we are branches from the tree, if we are branches of the tree of knowledge of, of, of him, right? If, if, if the word tells us to abide in him and we are we are, we come from him like genesis tells us we um we we are a product of the trinity then he, how can we expect to compare ourselves to other people who we all have our own purpose and specific calling in a specific assignment that he created us for um, and that was just so powerful to me because if we look at the generation coming up under us and they talk about a lot of I mean Savannah's my daughter's um friends they talk about being unique and they talk about being yourself and I often when I see how most kids in like elementary and middle school they're wearing shirts that says be you be beautiful right and I can't help but to pause and think like if the younger generation sees it why can't we why can't it, why isn't enough? Why isn't it okay for us just to be uniquely designed and operate from out of our uniqueness and be okay to being just us and not try to replicate, mimic what right. was already done, but replicate what the father wants to do through us. Yeah, so that's that good. Wonderful. That's that good. Fun. Yeah. I think that you, know, when you're talking about that, you're like, why does the younger generation get it? And we are not getting it. I think a lot of times we do get it, but for other people, Oh, that's good. I could tell somebody something else, right? Like right. I could tell you, Oh no, 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 no. Don't you compare yourself. But then it comes down to me. Right. And what goes yeah. on in my head. And I'm going to be like, yeah, well, the thing is <laughs> it's different. It's just different. Yes. But, um, but yeah, that that's really good. The Trinity, the body of Christ, every part in the body of Christ, you know, you, you lose a pinky nail. Yeah. And you know it, you know what I mean? There's no unimportant part of the body and each thing has its own function and role. So that's so good. I love that with the Trinity. Yes. That's such a good example. I love that. What about you? So imposter syndrome. Okay. So imposter syndrome is actually something that, um, I actively have to choose to not operate from on a daily basis. Um, for, you know, just to save us time. And I know over the next seasons, you know, God will bring, so I can share more in detail, right. but pretty much, um, in a in a snapshot, I was, my father had me out of wedlock. And, um, so I would be considered the Ill illegitimate child. And in that, and being raised with that kind of reputation at the forefront, um, mm -hmm. I was always reminded that I was illegitimate. I was always reminded that I wasn't supposed to be here, that I didn't have a purpose, that I should never have been here, and that my life was a mistake. 
And so growing up with these lies being spoken over me was very hard um, to kind of grab my identity for myself because I always felt like I didn't have a voice. I felt like I didn't matter. And so fast forward, I meet Christ and God tells me all of the truths that combat all of the lies that were spoken over me, that in fact, I was created for a purpose. And in fact, I was not a mistake because he, um, he brought forth my life, you know, and I, um, once I grab a hold, I, I grab a hold of that truth. And I was like, yeah, my parents may have thought, or the people in my life may have thought that I didn't have an assignment, but little did they know that God had so much over, over my life. And so I started walking out of my identity from, from that standpoint. But unfortunately, when we look out, when we focus on the outside so much, um, I lost sight of looking within my heart. And what I mean by that is when I became a Christian, I did all the things. I got baptized, I prayed for the holy fire, I started serving in church, I started leading life groups, I started to um, like submerge myself in Christian community, right? But then I didn't realize that I needed continually daily spiritual disciplines in order to grab a hold of my heart issues that were within. Mm. So over time, I was getting accepted in this Christian community. Um, they were seeing gifts and talents. And for the first time in my life, people were like, hey, can you pray for me? Hey, I see something in you that is powerful. Can you help me? Hey, can you come alongside of me and guide me on spiritual transformation? The same thing that God did through you to you, Jackie, can you help me get through this with God, with God? And then over time, I started to really take on, on that and started to say like, yeah, like I can help, I can save, I can do. And once I started to see that people actually saw value in me, I was mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, they cannot know that I was an illegitimate child. They cannot know that I was a woman who was broken. They cannot know that I was, I had been redeemed from drugs and alcohol. They cannot know that at one point in my life, I slept with every, everything that I could, right? So what did I do? I over, um, what's the word I'm trying to, I'm trying to say? I overcompensated. Right. So I prayed harder. I served harder, I taught harder, because I felt like if I, if I met goals, if I accomplished what people wanted me to do, then they would never, they would never know that ultimately when I lay my head down, I feel unworthy because the enemy still tries to taunt me with the lies that were spoken over me in my childhood. And so, when God really revealed that to me and said, Jackie, when you think about that scripture, um, having, you can't have two masters, you can't serve two masters more than the other. Right. Mm -hmm. um, do you, you know that scripture? Yes. yes. Uh -huh. Okay. So God was like, you can't be that other master. You can't 
say that you want to be an ambassador to the kingdom and point people to me at the same time of pointing them to you. Oh, because you want to feel better and you want to feel that you have value because you are trying to overcompensate from the void and the lies that was spoken over you long ago. Uh. And he did it, girl. I mean, I'm telling you, when he revealed that to me and I, I had no choice but to kneel down and repent and to open my heart up and to say, you know what, God, you are absolutely right. I am a new creation in Christ. I have been transformed by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Fire, right? I am made new. Like you said in your word that when I got baptized by the water, I came up a new creation in your identity. And so I began to really look at the roots of why do I want to feel like, like, you know, I had to go back and really feel. And it kind of led me to the imposter syndrome because it was like, well, ultimately, Jackie, you feel like anything that you do doesn't have worth. So even when I, when I hear good job, Jackie, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. So when I started to really unravel the imposter syndrome and really, and really put God's truth in it and said, you know what? You are absolutely right, Jackie. You are nothing without the Holy Spirit. You are absolutely right. But because you have married the Holy Trinity, yes. you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. You can be a woman leader. You can be a great wife. You can be a great mother. You can be a great nurse. You can be a great servant. You can be a great daughter. You can be. Yeah. And that is when I realized that there's no, in God's community, there's no room for the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Because the power is so big that even when I feel like I can't do it, the Holy Spirit meets me and finishes the race for me. And, um, and yeah, that is really how I, um, I handle the imposter syndrome. And it's something that, like I said earlier, it's something that I battle daily that I have to remind myself daily um, that everything that I do is with the Holy Spirit. So when people say, thank you for your prayers, I felt the Lord, that is how I was able to intercede, what they felt, the Lord, right? And like our core verse, you know, he makes our ways perfect. So because I have married him, I can't fail because if if I'm afraid of failure, then I'm really saying, God, I'm afraid that you can't pull through. Right. And that's impossible for God. And so, so yeah. I have like a whole page of notes. Like that was so powerful. Um, Like, I don't, I I almost, where do I even begin with that? It's so good. Just when you talk about your identity and how you went from like your identity being illegitimate to being, I mean, we are chosen. Yes. We are adopted as, as a part of the church. We are the bride of Christ. Like that's what he calls us, you know, yes. it's so good. Um, and just how everything just comes back to our identity. What you said, I don't believe that when you said somebody says they're proud of you or whatever, you say, I don't believe that. But see, that's the thing. Like what we believe. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean what we know, because you can know a scripture 
And that's what I've told. I've I've like bawled to God before. Like, I'm so sorry. God, I know your word. Help me believe it. Oh, yes. Help me believe. I do believe. Help my unbelief. Because that is like when we are walking, there are times when we know the truth, but our identity, because of what we believe, we're still operating out of the flesh right like you said we're still operating out of ourselves we still have to feel like we have to prove ourselves prove our worth prove who we are um because of the holy spirit though Mm. because of the holy spirit not me but god in me yes not me but god through me yes god that's just so good that's yeah no like i honestly like this has been like just preparing for this had had really God had really shown me that we really don't comprehend the Holy Spirit. We really right. don't understand the power that we possess. You know, the same power that God that the same power that Jesus used on earth is the same power that he left for us, right? right. So we're not like the Old Testament believers where they unfortunately did not have the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So they were 100% relying on their strength and their willpower. But yet here we are, the generation after Jesus Christ's resurrection, and we have the free gift of the Holy Spirit. So it means that we have access to heaven every second, every moment. Yes. And when I re- started to believe that I was holding the very power of heaven, that whenever I speak and I call on the name of Jesus, that I am literally opening the heavens above me to intercede on earth. And when I started to read God's character and saying, God, you are joy, you are hope, you are faithful, you are gentleness, you are love, like not a characteristic or not a mantra that I repeat, but actually saying joy is who you are. And so when I started to really grab a hold of that and said, you know, if I have all of that within me, then that means that everything around me, it is so. So the, what, what I believe in, what I read in scripture, it is so like, it's not, it's not like a cute poetry, you know, of scripture, you know, but it, it is the living bread. And um, when we put belief behind that and we begin to operate from that belief, then we can transform. Then we can now live heaven on earth. Yes. Yeah. That's, it's always about, right. It's always about knowing who God is. Yeah. And then who we are because of him. Like you said, because we have the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, and then we know Okay, God, what do you want me to do? But I think yeah. we often start with that, right? We start with like, what do you want me to do? And God's like, <laughs> I want you to know me. Ooh. I want you to know me. I want you to know who I have made you to be, who you are because of my sacrifice. Yeah. Or because of the sacrifice of my son. You know, it's kind of the same thing, right? The Trinity is this weird thing that's so difficult to grasp, but so awesome. Yeah. And then because of what I have transplanted into you by way of the Holy Spirit. Like that is it, it's just, it's mind blowing. And I think when I was listening to you too, I just kept thinking back to that Gideon story. Yeah. And the reason being, because you were talking about like what you decided, like you were like, they, 
the people wanting you gave you value as far as like wanting help me you know teach me you know and it, and it like gave you value and i think what god did to, to gideon to keep him from that is after that you know he starts with like this big army and then god gives him like these multiple ways first of all let's talk about the fact that he's like are you sure i'm gonna lay out a fleece yeah and then he's like are you sure again i'm gonna lay this out again but we're gonna switch some things around i need to know <laughs> and then he goes and he has this army and god's like too many people make it less too many people make it less too many people make and it gets down to like i think it's like 300 300 there's like 300 people there's no way that gideon could be like look what i did you know yes. <laughs> no way yes. i am a mighty warrior look at me you know like yes. god did that because you just like defeated this m mighty army with like with 300 men circled around their encampment with 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 torches and jars <laughs> and horns <laughs> you made a ruckus it's what you did and god did the rest you know what i mean like yes. you followed instructions super well gideon that's awesome but it was the power, power. of the lord mm. that that won you the victory yeah and i and i think that like we just have to continually like you said continually getting to know that Holy Spirit. Like, you're right. It's yeah. it's such a huge power that when I read about it, it's almost unfathomable that yeah. that power actually lives within my shell of a body. Yeah. You know, that power, the same power that rose Christ from the grave. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Yeah. yeah, I know. And like, after like walking through that, like when I was, you know, like after the sharing, you know, the revelation that I got from him about it, um, I really noticed that in order for me to live in that perspective, you know, there was three things that I just noticed for my, for my story is the first one is resting in his word. You know, I cannot, I have tried a thousand times to live life and to get out of rhythm of reading my Bible or reading uh -huh. um, scripture or devotional or worshiping, right? I've tried over time, you know, or one day of skipping leads to like five days, six months, almost a year. Um, and I realized, you know, if I want to continue living in my identity of Christ and doing all things through him and not relying on my ability to get through the day, um, I figured that I have to. I have to read my my daily word, um, and as a human, you know, we are we are selfish, you know, innately. Yes. And I had to kind of flip that, and not being selfish towards you know others or in you know like in my marriage or anything. But what I have done is use that innate part of me and say, you know what, Jackie, you have to be selfish about reading your word, because in that moment of me saying. I have to do this. Yes. Hell come high water, right? Like I have to do this. Um, I find myself that the more I allow my daily word to be non-negotiable, the more selfless I come out of it and the more I can operate from him and on his strength. So for me, it's like a non-negotiable. I have to read my word daily. Um, and then the second point would be, Sin is not who I am. 
a lot of things with my mm, imposter syndrome, right. when I find myself sinning, I will self-condemn myself. Yeah. And I've had to learn that sin is not my identity. It's sometimes it's my behavior, but I am a daughter of Christ. So when I do fall into sin, I repent. I come back to him. I ask him to help me turn away from my sin. But it's not my identity. Right. You know, my identity will always rest that I'm chosen, that I'm loved, that I am his daughter, right? And it just, sin reminds me of my flesh. It reminds, it keeps me humbled and it points me back to him and like, oh, oh I can't do this, right? Um, but again, it's not who I am. So the self-condemnation that I do, it's not, it's not needed. Um, so because of that, when I see myself operating in the imposter syndrome, I'm okay with running to my daddy and saying, dad, I'm so sorry hold me and let me, let me do this again. You know, let me do this again. Um, and it allows me to get back up again because I know that that's not how I behaved in that moment or how I lost my temper in that moment. Is not my identity? So it doesn't stick with me. Yeah. Um, and last point is, um, seeking God's providence in my life. You know, when I have seen his favor in my, in my life, it has reminded me that God has been faithful to me. He has been faithful to his promises over my life. Even when I, when I act ugly, even when, even if I were to just strip down and, and my heart could be revealed, I can see that even in my ugliness, God has remained faithful. He has blessed me with an amazing yes. husband. He has blessed me with healthy children. He has blessed me with an amazing job. He has, like, I see all of his favor over my life, even in my ugliness. So it reminds me that if he can be faithful to a sinner like me, I can be faithful to a trustworthy, sovereign. Woo! That's a good word. That's good. Yeah, there's like a lot in there. And I know we don't have like all the time in the world. I just want to be, I feel like I could talk all day with you. Like, let's just talk about God all day. <laughs> all day. People don't have all day to listen. No, but, they don't but I know when the, one of the main things that you said though, was when you, you said that when you take the time with the Lord that you need, then it helps you to love others better. And I just love yes. the way that you put that in order because we have a tendency, you know, everybody goes, we shorten what Jesus said, right? Yeah. Um, because Jesus said, you know, these two commandments are the greatest, right? Yeah. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. Two, love, love your neighbor as yourself, right? So we shorten that. We go, love God, love people. <laughs> love God, love people, which is good. That there's nothing wrong with that. It's easy right. to remember. Unfortunately, though, we think we can skip the first part and go to the second part. Ooh, but it's good. the first part that informs the second. Hmm. Come on. Like, it's yeah. that first part. It is loving God first that then gives us the ability to love other people. And, and not just to love, like you know, to, to, to be selfless, right? Like you said, like to yeah. put other people's first, but also like to do things like loving our enemies. Yeah. And I don't just mean being nice to them on the surface. You know what I mean? But right. that Holy Spirit, God, help me love this person who is unkind to me. Help me yeah. love this person that I don't understand. Help me love this person. Like truly agape loving that person. 
You can't yeah. do that without loving God first, without spending time with him, without knowing. Um, I talked to, you know, we are going to be hosting this marriage thing for our church um, at the, you know, towards the end of May. And I'm somebody so registered for it. Huh? I said, I'm so excited. I'm excited too. Um, but somebody registered for it and they, we were talking about it and she's been married for a really long time. And she said, but what I found is that like, I'm always getting to know him more. Ooh. I'm always getting to know him more. And I think sometimes what we do with the word, right? Because like you said, you're like, oh, I can skip a day. It's like, I know. Or if you're having a hard time, oh, I know that verse. Yeah. I know it. I don't need to go to it because I know it. I would never be like, I don't need to spend time with Josiah. I know him. You know? <laughs> yeah. I know my husband. I don't need to spend time with him. No, because I'm always getting to know him more. And the same thing with the Lord yeah. through his word. I'm always getting to know him more. And there will never be a day until I die that I don't need to know him more. Yeah. You know, it's just so yeah. good. It's, it's so good. good. So Jackie, do you have, before we pray out, do you have anything else that you wanted to, to discuss? Yeah. So I'm excited because this is the last like the last two episodes, like this is the beginning, is it, or this is episode nine. And then we have one more episode um, left, but this is our, we're wrapping up our first season on reviving her. I am so excited for all the listeners who have kept up with us and who've commented, messaged, who have shared their testimonies regarding how reviving her has impacted their life. And so I am so excited that you guys have stuck with us and joined our women's community. Um, I wanted you guys to remind you, if you haven't, go ahead and like our Facebook page, get yes. on our Instagram and comment, um, really share your heart. You know, um, oftentimes like these, we, um, we're starting to post more and asking for input on what's God doing, what's God saying, you know, how can we celebrate with you? And so I just encourage you guys to really get involved and really um, begin commenting and sharing what God has done um, so that we all can grow together. And um, coming up, you know, we'll be launching our devotionals. So um, I definitely want you guys to go on revivingher.org and subscribe to the email list. And trust me, we're not going to bombard you guys with a ton of um, spam or anything. It's just that um, once we start getting our devotionals going, um, we want we definitely want to send that to you guys so that you guys will be able to experience reviving her, not only through the podcast, but also through writing. That's good. That's good. Thank you. You're All right. Welcome. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. I'm so excited. Me too. Very excited. But um, all right. Well, if you would, Miss Jackie, why don't you pray yes. us out? Of course. Hmm. Yeshua, the God of our salvation. Lord, I thank you for this time that we have had together, God. I thank you for this time of fellowship with all the women who are listening to this podcast, God. I just am grateful and humbled that you have created this space for us, oh Lord. Father God, as we have encountered, um, as we have um, unwind imposter syndrome, as we broke it down and as we shared our hearts, Lord, I am asking for the Holy Spirit to comfort those hearts that has revealed something within them, O oh Lord. Yes. Father, as we walk 
within you, Lord. Remind us that our story, our testimony, our passion, our values, our calling is embedded in you, Lord. That our story begins with you, God. So Father, as we go ahead and we um, start our week and we uh, tackle our workplace, our family, our um, you know extracurricular activities that we're doing, serving our churches, God, may we be reminded that our ability is not on our own strength, but it's on your strength, God. Remind every heart that is listening that they have been chosen, that they have been redeemed, restored and that they have been adopted by you, O oh God. Allow them to operate from that truth, from that place of knowing that they have been created for something far bigger than that they can imagine, O oh God. So Holy Spirit, begin to comfort those, heart, those hearts, those deep places, the dark places that we want to keep hidden. Bring it up to, our, to the forefront, God, and submerge it with your truth, O oh Lord. Father, may you empower all of our women ahead of us, God. May you strengthen our identity in you, O Lord. And may you lead us to be ambassadors of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. pray. Amen. Amen. All right. That's a wrap. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.